Hey everyone, welcome to the Freak Talks Podcast, where we discuss fitness, nutrition, and wellness, and interview people in the fitness space who have great stories to tell, share their experiences, how fitness has influenced their life, and where they want to take it in the future. I'm your host, Seth Feldman. What's up, guys? Welcome to this episode of the Freak Talks Podcast. Today, we are doing episode three of our four-part series on knowing your macros. And today, we're covering protein. And if anybody here has ever seen that viral video from the early 2000s where the guy's screaming at his mom because he can't find his protein powder, that's what we're talking about today. Not quite. We're not actually going to be talking only about protein powder. We're going to be talking about all the different ways that protein works in the body, some of the good sources that you can get from protein, or some of the good sources of a protein that you can get, whether it be from animal sources or vegetable sources, and just how protein works in muscle synthesis and just helping to build and maintain muscle mass. So as we discussed in one of our previous episodes, I think it was the carbs episode, uh, we mentioned that proteins and fats are the two essential nutrients that you need to consume in order for your body to properly function. Protein exists in all parts of our body, from our muscles to our organs, to our skin, to our hair, to our nails. Protein is in all of that. So if you aren't consuming enough protein, to maintain your body's normal function, then you're going to start to experience some health defects. And that's what we're trying to eliminate by ensuring that everybody gets enough high-quality, high-grade protein in their regular diet. Now, it is worth noting that whenever you say protein, a lot of people automatically assume that you're talking about protein supplements or protein powders. Um, That's not exactly what we're going to be talking about today. Today, we're going to be talking about all sources of protein. But it should be noted that Protein powders and protein supplements are scientifically, the way that the body receives them, the way that the body absorbs them, very, very similar to this protein that you're going to get from natural, whole foods, and vegetable sources. Some of you probably already know this, but most of you may not, and that is that the body is basically just a massive protein biological machine. Aside from water, protein is the most common element found in your body. And more importantly, it regulates a bunch of your body's vital functions. So basically, protein is the building block for all of your body's tissues, muscles, and enzymes. That said, not all protein is created equal. Some protein is going to be metabolized and absorbed in the body a little bit differently than some others. In fact, proteins have what they call a biological value, or a BV. And this biological value is used to determine how well protein is absorbed by the body post-consumption. Firstly, we have the amino acid profile of each protein-containing food. For those of you that don't know, proteins consist of 20 different amino acids, nine of which are essential for the body to function. And if you don't consume enough of those essential amino acids, your body isn't going to function properly. In fact, those nine essential amino acids, the body can't produce them on their own, so they have to be consumed via food sources and supplementation. So what all that actually means is that the higher a protein's amino acid profile is, the more, the higher its biological value is, if that makes any sense. And the second thing used to determine a protein's biological value is going to be how long that protein actually stays inside the body and how much it is absorbed within the body post-consumption. Now, in nutritional science, the biological value of a protein ranges from zero to 100, right? Which means that something with a biological value of 100 or greater is going to be a more high quality, a more beneficial protein with whole eggs having a biological value of exactly 100. Therefore, all other proteins are rated against 
whole eggs and how whole eggs are processed inside the body. And that's one of the reasons that so many people utilize some sort of a whey or an isolate protein supplement because those typically have a BV of 100 or greater, which means that the body is using a lot of that protein in order to help build muscle mass, stop muscle breakdown, uh, all those kinds of things. Some of the most common forms of protein are going to be in that whey or an isolate protein supplement, whole eggs, milks, egg whites, fish, beef, chicken, rice, and nuts. So ultimately what all this means is that you should be prioritizing lean, high quality animal sources for your protein as, that, as they're going to have the highest biological value and therefore the protein is going to have a higher rate of absorption and it's going to go to work more for you in building your muscles and maintaining and retaining your muscle mass. Protein is also a critical part of the processes that help you carry oxygen throughout your body inside of your blood as well as help keep your antibody levels high to help fight off infections and disease, which is critical at this point in the world. So how much protein should you be eating in your regular diet? That's really going to vary for everybody. So if you are on a, you know, in the, in the last podcast, we talked about aerobic versus anaerobic. If you are on more of an aerobic cycle, you probably don't need quite as much protein as you would if you are in some sort of an anaerobic cycle. So if you're doing a lot of weightlifting, a lot of high intensity interval training, a lot of sprinting and jumping, those types of movements, you're definitely going to need a lot more protein in your regular diet in order to help build and maintain that muscle mass. As opposed to if you're in more of an aerobic cycle, then you're going to need a lot more fats and carbohydrates in order to help push your body into those long bouts of energy use and energy expenditure. I say on average, you probably want to, at a minimum, 10% of your calories need to come from proteins. And then anywhere from 30 to 40% of your calories coming from protein is usually pretty healthy. When I start working with nutrition clients, we usually start at about 40% protein and then kind of maneuver and work our way around there based on what their goals are, what their current dietary habits are, whether or not they're having trouble getting all of their protein in, those types of things. So generally somewhere in that 10 to 40% is where you want to be. I definitely would not recommend going any lower than 10% of your calories from protein. And if you eat a mostly animal-based diet with chickens and beefs, and, uh, and if you eat a mostly animal-based diet with chickens and beefs and fish and those types of foods, then you're definitely not going to have to worry about not getting enough protein in. You're absolutely going to ensure that you're getting in enough protein. So just to break it down super quick for you guys here at the end, protein is the major building block for muscle building, muscle synthesis, and muscle retention, especially if you're in some sort of a cutting phase or a caloric deficit phase where you're trying to lose weight. You need to ensure that you're eating and consuming enough high quality, high grade protein in order to ensure that your muscle, in order to ensure that you aren't losing muscle mass in the process of trying to lose body weight and body fat. Protein is also essential for all of your organs, your tissues, your hormones, your nails, your hair, right? Probably didn't get enough protein. For those of you listening, I'm pointing at my head right now. I uh, probably didn't get enough protein back in the day when, uh, <laughs> when I, before I started working out more regularly. But so make sure that you're getting at least 10% at a bare minimum of your calories from protein. And I would recommend somewhere closer to the 30 to 40% of your calories coming from protein sources in your regular diet. Again, if you're on an animal-based diet, this shouldn't be very difficult. If you're on more of a plant-based diet, you're going to have to consume a lot of seeds, a lot of nuts, 
um, a lot of, you know, pea proteins. At that point, you're probably going to want to supplement a little bit more with a protein powder, whether it's something that you cook with or whether it's a protein drink that you drink, you know, pre-workout, post-workout, those types of things. So, all right, guys, that is episode three of four of our Know Your Macros. Next up, we're going to have alcohol. And I know a lot of you guys are not going to like this one, but it needs to be talked about and we're going to hammer on it. All right, guys, thanks a lot. Have a good one. We'll see you next week. Hey, what's up? Thank you for listening to this episode of the Freak Talks podcast. If you found this information interesting, don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a review. It really, really helps us out. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you guys next time.